My favorite part right here when white folks come back and find out ex niggas done stole their seats. This is a message to the black man in America from Elijah Muhammad, the messenger of Allah, to whom praise is due forever. It ain't a rhyme, it's a lyrical sages letter. I got a mind and it's ticking like a time bomb, hitting every nigga in the head with Islam. And I'm kicking backs to the blacks in the projects. Yo, I got a sword in my hand for the rednecks. Damn the KKK. Your cross burning peck of woods wearing a hood. Yo, we don't play. Go get your buddies and your white sheep sticks with a badge and a gun. 25 cars deep, son. The only weapon that I carry is the truth about the government's plot to destroy black youth. The devil is the Mac using you to kill a black brother in the dope game, slinging cocaine and crack. But if you're too damn blind, deaf, and dumb to understand where I'm coming from, we're the M E double S A G E to the black man, A N D, his enemy. The color man is the other man who took the brother man from the motherland, got him fighting one another and took our names from us. And our language plus lost the religion, the culture, the god of us, the enemy. Yo, he had to deceive us with a blind head, blue-eyed pecker with Jesus. To make us permanent slaves, but Lazarus must be raised up to bust and plus to crush the devil. Who put us all in a fine mess, gave us a fake god and fed us wine flesh. You made us call you master, you bastard, put us in your church and gave us your pastor. Saying we shall overcome, but none overcame, ain't a damn thing changed and you still got a slave name. Your brain is trained in the pain of a sick man Begging a rich man sinking like quicksand Cause Babylon the great is falling and calling us all in But you don't want to get involved in America's evil Wicked way of life and separate from the goddamn white man Damn Uncle Sam better known as the color man Read the final call fall of America And I was saved up as a ride with the plan from God himself Called message to the black man Man. The follow-up paradigm Hitting every nigga in the 
The slave and the master can never be evil. Hey man, I'm about to learn that whole thing myself. So Shalom. I'm almost I'm almost there. I'm about 80% there. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the power call this morning. Ooh, everybody done got your extra hour in. Ooh, refresh this morning, boy. Yes, indeed. I'm checking out them way, them way creeping on there. You see them little, you see them little portals coming in. Uh man, look, in the name of Allah. The beneficent, the merciful. We bear witness there is no God but Allah who we believe appeared in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad. And we thank him for coming and raising up for us the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the living and exalted Christ, the one who was taken off of the junk pile, cleaned up in less than four years and put right back on the junk pile just to be an example of what could happen to us when we submit. And as they say, man, hey, man, we didn't get a chance to see nor meet physically the Honorable Elijah Muhammad nor Master Far Muhammad. But we thank those two. That's how they do it, ain't it? Since you've seen it. But we thank those two for leaving for us in our midst the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan, who is a divine warner and guide. And the modern Messiah in our midst today. It's in there three names I would like to greet y'all with the greeting words of peace. We say in the Arabic language of Assalamu alaikum. All right, family, today we're going to be on part two. It's part two of um, domestic violence. Domestic violence. So if you ever dealt with a domestic violence situation or you dealing with a domestic violence situation or you just simply dealing with a relationship problem because the minister is really, as I was looking at it yesterday on our, on our zoom, he's really dealing with the root of it. You know, he's, you know, he's dealing with it, but it seemed like when the minister is going into teaching this particular subject, he's going after the, 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 the root cause versus the effect. 
See, it's easy to talk about, yeah, you're not supposed to hit one another, but what even what even got you to that point of wanting to do that is frustration. See, disappointment. It's, 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 it's all the mental things that we're going through. So the minister is hitting us at the root cause of what's causing us to act like this in relationship. That's what I liked about that first part yesterday. So we're going to go ahead and get into part two. Part two today. And that Sister Shalon said, no, nah, it's not just physical, mental, mental as well. All right, here we go. Mm-mm-mm. Here we go. And just think of a husband and a wife going into that. After they leave the mosque, they go home and step in. But what does that do to your head? Come on. And what does it do to his head? Now, he's already explosive. He's crazy now. (laughs) Best thing to do when you have somebody that's highly explosive, bring him into an ordered environment. He get in, he sees order, maybe he'll come to order. (laughs) Oh, that's how you say tension. But you don't say to your man when they come in, tension. Come on, soldier. But you present him with order, and the man will respond to order because by nature, he's a soldier. Don't you come to the door to greet him in chaos. Old dirty shirt on. Sleep in your eyes from last night. Hair not combed. You miss the bathroom, no deodorant, and here he come. I'm home, baby. (laughs) And here you come. That's why the prostitutes take money from you. Because they know what to do for your man and you forgot. <laughs> that's, that's rough stuff. But whores are making money today. Even faggots. Excuse me. Anybody in that condition, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to clean up this language here. I got to clean this language up because I don't want to be offensive. You know, brothers, when we call ourselves straight and somebody else is gay, we like to throw off on them. But you know, one sickness is as bad as another. That's right. So I want anybody in here that's a homosexual to understand that we, we're not here to beat our people down. We're here to lift our people up. And whatever, wherever we're out of order to bring us back into divine order that we may be acceptable to ourselves and acceptable to God. So I just want to clear that up. But anyway, there are men out there dressed like women. And your husband will spend money with them. Now that's cold. He's a big old man. Dress like a woman. 
out there catching your husband as he get off work. Hey, honey. Recording stopped. You want a little pleasure before you go home to the madness? <laughs> and you'd be surprised how many stop. Sisters, how to keep house. What's the next training unit? How to rear your children. Now your children become a big problem. You know, you have two, three, and they drive you up a wall because you don't really know how to rear them. You don't know how to manage what's under you. It's management now. You got three. <sighs> I got four. I got five. Yeah, I know. Watch that chicken that produce nine or ten. You see them. Uh, I, I was driving the other day. I saw a little, looked like a duck. And about six ducks was running behind this little duck. And the duck was making sure that them little children got out of the highway. She seen that big Range Rover coming. That female duck was concerned about them little ones. And she managed to get them off that road management the little creatures know how to manage our babies got us going up the wall down the wall oh i'm going crazy i'm going crazy going crazy for what because you don't know how to manage that but if you managed it properly i'm telling you learn how to rear your children of course i'm not saying you won't get frustrated now but the more you learn management of those resources Honest to God, sister, you can make a beautiful home. And when your husband comes home, the children look nice. And when they, he come in, they run, Daddy! Oh, that make a man fly, boy. But you home grumbling all day about that man. And you expect the children to call him Daddy when he get in. Sister, let me tell you something. You know, you are the one that can make your children love your husband and you can make them hate your husband. If you got a hard-working man, and there are some men that I know that really work hard. They're not home all the time, but you can put your hand on them. You know exactly where they are. They're not <clears throat> playing with some other woman. They're just hard-working. When you got a hard-working husband like that, how do you represent him in his absence to his children? When daddy's not there throwing a ball with him, what do you say? Your father. I don't know where he is. He just makes me sick. He's never here. When we need him. But every week, the money's there for you to do what you need to do. That's not the way you handle your husband when he's not there. And I watch this with mothers, so many Muslim mothers. You really hate the fact that Islam has come into your life and your husbands spend time trying to build a nation. And many sisters, they don't, they don't say nothing outwardly to him, but it's an inner rage. They literally hate Islam. Look at this. I got to put on this headpiece long dress. Yeah. 
I done followed that man into this religion. Then when you say, Assalamu alaikum, you don't mean it. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> bringing you to the mosque is like bringing you to jail. Must I go there again this week? <laughs> See, if you don't love something, you start becoming a hypocrite real early. And this can be on the male side as well as the female side, but I'm just dealing now with male frustration. When that man dedicates himself, I'm telling you what I know. Your duty to them children is to make those children understand where that man is and why he's making that kind of sacrifice. Then the children will grow to love their father even when he's not there because he's present in you. Listen to me, good. No, 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 I don't want no applause. I want you to think. See, look at me. I'm like the wife of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I'm a male. But yet I'm in the feminine gender in relationship to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad because he is my teacher, my leader, my guide, and he has fed me knowledge. He is absent. He's not physically present. And I'm producing babies for him. And I love it when they say how they love the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and have never seen his face. But they know he's the man. Now listen, they know it because I represent him in his absence. I'm gone all the time. But I'm not out there playing. I'm out there teaching our people. How do you represent me in my absence? What kind of mother are you to me? I come home and I see the children with an ugly frown on their face when they see me. I know you're not telling them right. See, if you hate Islam, get the hell out of it. If you don't want it, leave it. Tell your husband, I don't want this and to hell with you. I'm gone. Be a woman. Be a truthful woman. But don't be no damn snake and a hypocrite and then poison your children because your husband want to build a future for you. I'm just telling you straight, sisters. Some of you are hypocrites. Just hypocrites, but you don't have the courage to tell your husband. No peace in the house. You don't know how to rear your children. Well, I can't rear them alone. Why not? What God put in your nature, he didn't put it in the nature of a man. A man looks strange around a house all day long with babies in his hand. That is not what we're made for. A man is made and created with a body and a nature to go out and conquer the world for that woman. not sit up at home 
changing diapers? Well, my husband going to help me because he helped me to get them. And that's why he ain't making no money. But you got him home looking at him. And the more you look at him with the baby in his hand, the more disgusted you get. Role reversal. That's why his hair getting long. We got earrings in his ears. Next thing you know, he'll be wearing lace drawers. Damn it, you gonna be a man? Or what the hell are you gonna be? The woman need a man, not something that look like her. I know you don't like this, but hell, I can't talk to you on what you like, man. I'm your brother. You don't need to be walking around here with no damn braids in your head. If you're going to be a man, let's be a man. And go out and conquer a world for this woman and these babies that she gives us. We can do it. How to rear our children. What's next? How to what? How to do what? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I, you said it a little louder. Somebody said cook. The other one said how to take care of your husband. Which one is it? It's how to take care of your husband? Is that what it is, Sister Muhammad? No. Did to rear your children and do what for your husband? Take care of him. Oh, that's good. Take care of him. Did you know that that man needs care? Well, what about me? I need some too. Of course you do. Of course you do. But listen, sisters, I'm not trying to throw this weight on you. But right now, you're stronger. He's supposed to be a degree above you, but right now, you're several degrees above him. He's got to be raised back to his rightful position so you can honor him, love him, respect him. And you got to help do that. And the only way you can help to do that, you got to know what a man is and what a man needs and how to take care of a man. That's what a prostitute knows. She ain't got to live with him every day. So hers is a false care. Yours is real. You know that caring for a man is not just cooking? Though you got to learn how to preserve his health and strength so he can go out and bust them bricks for you. Keep him healthy. Don't give him no chicken McNuggets. <laughs> and french fries come on baby it's time to eat <laughs> what we having tonight baby I done set to pizza hut honey <laughs> poor man is out there with that machine digging in concrete off our pizza hut 
say the minister rocking and rolling this morning, ain't it, boy? Golly. Hey, all the brothers done found their favorite lecture, didn't you? Boy, these brothers in there talking about Brother Ben, what's that lecture called? Let me say that was right there on my phone. <laughs> boy, them brothers like this lecture, don't you, boy? He bringing that balance, boy. He say chicken McNuggets. Brother going to work on that pizza hut. <laughs> All right, y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's the power call, y'all. But we getting it in this morning, man. Y'all should have, we should have plenty notes, plenty little bullet points that we can, uh, that we can dialogue about after this one. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say Mick, Mick Nuggets. He say Mac Nuggets. <laughs> All right, let me speed this up. It ain't, they don't talking about please wait for a long time. Hold on. Here we go. Speed this thing on. Here we go. Poor man is out there with that machine digging in concrete off our pizza hut. Sisters, you got to know how to take care of him. But the real care that you got to learn how to deal with him with is his head. Because his head is messed up. And you, sisters, because you study him so, when you see him, you can tell. Mm -mm. That boy needs some care. Somebody been messing with him today. And you got to be really wise to say the right word. And I'm telling you, sister, the right word from the right spirit can change his mind around and make him the man that you want him to be. Please, sisters, for your sake and for our sake, be patient with this black man. He's a good man, but he needs training. Ain't no white man gonna train him. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad was given that mission by God to raise the black man up. And it is difficult, brothers. It's not easy to work with us. But it must be done. And while that's happening, you got to help your man. Because you're producing girls today that are going to marry boys tomorrow. And if we don't make a change today, where's the future of our young girls? You don't have any. So we got to make a change and understand that this man is messed up. This man is sick and, and hurt and frustrated and disappointed. And it ain't really got nothing to do with you. It's his nature that's messed up. He got the right nature, but the wrong man is in charge. And I'm talking about white folks. White folks are in charge of our lives, brothers. And they don't think two cents of us. They're not creating no jobs for us. They don't care whether you're properly educated or not. That is a responsibility we got to take for ourselves, brothers. White people are not going to prepare no future for you so you can prepare a future for your wife. This is why he'll take your woman and give her a job but he won't do nothing for the black man. 
So the woman is all dressed up downtown in his office. You can't even find a job. And if you don't know how to create a job, you're out there frustrated, brothers, mentally messed up. You know you, nature makes you need a woman. But when you get a woman, you can't do nothing for her. Therefore, she don't want to do nothing for you. She may want to in the beginning, but that, that desire dies quick. Am I lying, sisters? Brother, when you got a woman that really, really loves you, ooh, brother, will she cook? Come on. Man, she'll lay a meal on you. That'll make McDonald's go out of business. When a woman loves a man, she don't call it slavery to serve him because his nature is to serve you. That's why he's working. Should be. To serve you. You think it's a one-way street? Uh-uh. When he comes in, if he's tired, say, baby, you look tired. Run the water for him. Me, I don't want to be him. <laughs> you want to build him and make him go and challenge a world for you. Run some water. That ain't much. Just run it. Make sure it's nice. Put a little bubble bath in there for the poor boy. Boy, jump in that bubble bath. You say, how you feel, baby? Care for him, care for him. I mean, the man is a giant, but if you don't care for him, see that grooming stuff? If you take care of this man, he'll knock the world out for you. For you, he'll do it. Because believe me, he don't have to die to go to heaven. The only heaven that we have as men is found in every one of these women. That's where our heaven is, brothers. It's in them. But like gold that's in the earth, to know it's there is one thing. To know how to mine it out and put it into service for you is another. You know that this woman got something, but you don't know how to get it out. And that's why you need to come and let the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teach you how to do that, brother. But sisters, if you do your part, Get in your class and learn how to care for this man. And I'll tell you frankly, my wife is not here tonight, so I can talk better about her when she ain't here. <laughs> Don't you tell her what I said. <laughs> but let me tell you something. The only reason I'm the kind of man that I am is because God gave me that kind of a woman. You know, when a man is trying to be a man, at first he really don't know how. And he starts ordering you around. Yes, he does. He's trying to show you, you know, he's boss. He ain't been boss or nothing. <laughs> and when he learned he's the boss, I mean, all right, hey, where's my food? <laughs> don't stand off and say, look, nigga, don't you talk to me that way. Who the hell do look? See, now you ready for a fight. <coughs> More than likely, physically, you can't win, so you got to reach for the knife and force him to go in the room and get the gun. 
So when he acts foolish like that, you get him what he asked for and say, now, sweetheart, was it necessary for you to talk to me like that? I'm real hurt. And he'll say, oh, baby. And he'll say, oh, sugar, excuse me. You know, I mean, I, I had a hard day, baby. You know what I mean? But he's a soldier, and he don't know that you're not like that. He don't have to come home and order you. You ain't his, uh, his uh, private soldier. But look at how you can handle him so beautifully if you learn, know how to take care of him, see? He really needs a lot of care. He's delicate, even though he's a, a magnificent machine. But he's delicate. He is really, 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 really delicate. He's all this macho, he's all this power, but the wrong word can shatter him. Did you know that, sisters? Of course you do. Because you shatter him. And after he's all shattered and broken, you can't respect him anymore. So why cut him down with your mouth? Even when you know he deserves it, and even when you know you can do it, you have to restrain yourself from that. And I'm going to tell you something about Sister Farrakhan. She didn't do it because I was such a great man. She did it because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad got her in this class and trained her. And when I cut the fool, which I did, she was just as sweet. And it ended up making me apologize for my foolishness when I learned better. We didn't have no money, but the little money that I made, she stayed at home with the children, and I didn't make a lot of money. But we kept within our means. That was important for the peace of the house. I don't like no white man at my door telling me that I owe him money. And brother, if you want somebody to take your manhood quick, just get in a lot of debt and can't meet the payment. And see how that white man or black man or whoever you owe will cut you down. They start talking nasty to you. That take away your manhood. I told my wife when we first got married, I said, baby, I don't like debt. So whatever we cannot afford to buy cash, we'll just save. I know I wanted a nice brand new bedroom set, but I didn't want no white man coming to dump me out the bed when I couldn't make the notes. So I just worked and saved my money. And I went to a used place secondhand and bought it cash. I knew when it was in my house, it was mine and you can't take it. I saw a carpet in a place, it was for $20. It was not the best, but it was nice, and I bought it. But I knew that when I put it down, couldn't nobody come in and take it. 
I wanted to preserve and protect the little manhood that Elijah Muhammad was building in me. And when you owe people money, brother, and you can't pay, you'll always be a punk. Because they'll punk you out when you can't pay your bills. The landlord will come and tell you, get out. How you gonna feel? You got a wife there looking at you and children and the landlord said, get the hell out. I'm bringing a sheriff to put you in the street and you a man and you gotta stand there and watch a cracker take your clothes and your, your furniture and put it in the street. Ain't, ain't he making a punk out of you? Debt will do that to you, brother. That's why your desire should never go too far beyond your ability to pay for it. But the white man through television is constantly feeding your desire but never giving you the money to take care of your desire. So you're always paying, catching up. Don't do that to your husband. Keep him in a lot of debt. My wife could have told me, look, I ain't sleeping on no used bed. Do you hear me? And I would have told her, baby, well, we ain't sleeping on no bed at all then. I'm not going to let no woman chump me like that. And don't threaten me. But that's it. I'm out of here. I'm not going to beat you. But you're not going to make no punk out of me. I'll never let that happen by the grace of God. I'm a man and I intend to be one, die one. But I know what I am and I know a woman helped me to become that. And if you would just be smarter, even though you're frustrated, be smart. You need a man. You need a man in your life. So stop acting like you don't need a man and change your attitude and change your disposition and change the way you speak and you always have a man that will work for you if you know how to handle yourself and handle this man by the grace of god we can diminish this domestic violence and now as i conclude brothers while she has to learn how to take care of us. You know, women, you think, need a lot of cuddling and all of that, and, and that mushy, mushy stuff. But they would much rather the bills be paid. Then the mushy stuff has more meaning. <laughs> what you say, sister? Sister said, teach on that. Now, brothers, in my conclusion, we all think as men that, you know, sex is a major part of marriage. And when you're young at it, maybe so. Yeah. Excuse me. But sex has to take its place and the priority is making a woman secure. That's the way you make her a Muslim. 
make her safe. Make her feel secure. She's frustrated, brothers. She's hurting. And many of us don't really understand her pain like many of you don't understand the terrible pain that the black man is under. You think he just wants to be out on that corner talking and lollygagging. This man is a born producer, but he don't know how to do it himself. He must be shown. But by the same token, brothers, our wives are frustrated. And you know what? When they're home all day talking to children, can you imagine what that's like for a woman of high intelligence to be talking baby language to children all day long, and then when we come home, we ain't got no time to talk? Now you think, think, think about her. She can't wait for you to get home now. So we can have a, 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 a level conversation because she can talk down to the children, but she can talk up to any level we want to engage her on. She's your mate. But when we don't give her that outlet, the frustration in her builds. And you see it manifest in the lack of care in the home and the lack of care for the children and the lack of order in the home. It's because she's frustrated. Then let's sit down and talk about why you're frustrated. And you know how you're not honest? None of us, really. What's the matter? Nothing. <laughs> but honey, you just ain't talking? I'm fine. And you know you ain't fine. But you don't know how to say to him what's really on your mind. So you owe nothing. But if he loves you, you can tell him. Sooner or later, you got to tell him. Even if it hurts, try to say it in the best way possible, but you got to tell him what's on your mind. And if you tell him, maybe he'll understand why you're so frustrated and he'll make some adjustments to help you out of that frustration, then you can take better care of the home and the children and him. It's communication. Communication, not body to body, but head to head. Most of us go home, we ain't got no communication. Turn the lights out, communication begins. <laughs> that kind of communication makes two animals. Two animals who engage each other because of heat, not because of the passion of love due to fulfillment of commitment. And there is a difference. Now you can make a baby from heat, but you can make a giant through the passion from fulfillment of duty. Make sense? Wouldn't it be better 
for us to talk first and then go to bed? What's on your mind? No, 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 no. I don't want you to think filthy. I don't want to think low because I'm not talking low. Talk properly to one another. Sometimes, sisters, we're so messed up. When we come in, you push the wrong button, you get a very emotional response. You didn't time it right. You didn't time it right. You may not have approached it right. And if you're touching a very sensitive area, you got to be more subtle than direct. White folks are masters at subtleties. They drop all kind of subtle suggestions in your brain and before you know it, you're doing what they wanted you to do, but you think it's you that, that uh, arranged it and it's them. That type of communication with one another, you begin to know what the person can stand and what they can't stand and then you learn how to tell them what you want to tell them without shattering them. Do you think you can do that? You know you did it pretty good when you were courting. That's why you got married. Well what is it about marriage that when you get married you you don't care anymore and you just talk to each other like dogs. Is it because what you have, you think you have? Can I tell you something? You're always in the process of getting. The moment you think you have it, you lost it. You didn't hear me. Male and female relationship is like going out after knowledge. The moment you think you've acquired it, that's when you lost it. Because when you go out in search of knowledge, you never get it and come home. You're always pursuing because knowledge is infinite. And so is your mate. We are infinite when you're dealing with our heads. The possibilities are infinite. So never, ever, ever think you got him. You hear me, sister? Brothers, never, ever, ever think you got her. Because when you stop the process that led you to her or him, you will begin from that moment to lose him. And I'm telling you, sisters, now this, this is hard, but I'm going to say it. I gotta find the right way to say it. I don't wanna hurt nobody. Sisters, your weight is germane to your happiness. When a man marries you and you are fine, I'm telling you. He wants to keep seeing you that way. Now, don't come up with no excuse. I had a baby. We all know that. 
But you see, when you think you got him, you relax. Before, if you got too much weight on, while you courting, you say, I'm going to get this weight off me. Work on this thing. And some of you sisters got so fanatic, you wanted to chisel your bodies so that it knocked his eyes out. And it did. But then what happened? You unchiseled it. <laughs> and you know, you're beautiful, right? But, you know, men that marry women for beauty, man, they are always uptight. Because every time you find one beautiful, there's somebody more beautiful. And more beautiful. And more beautiful. And more beautiful. So it's got to be more than beauty that you're looking for in a woman. There's some special ingredient that each one of you have that that man hitches on to. And in order to hold him, you got to hold that ingredient. Hold it, develop it. And I'm telling you, sisters, fat. <laughs> overweight. You're starting to lose it. Sisters, get a grip on your diets. Brothers, it's the same with a man. When a woman marries a man, she see what she like. All of a sudden, you, you content it now. Then the gut starts growing. And falling down over your knees. You rounding out things. And she's looking at you, and when you disrobe, she's disgusted with what she looks. <laughs> Fat, slob, just look at him, look at him. <laughs> and he got the nerve to want to be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 she'll lose all desire for you, brother. And you wonder why things ain't relating as they should. But he feel the same way about you. He may not want to tell you. But sisters, these stomachs all roll down. Damn, man. Get that thing together, you hear? I don't care if you're 60. Don't tell me that I'm old now. Uh-uh. Ain't no woman too old. Get yourself in order, and happiness will be yours, regardless of age, because your beauty, sisters, is really in your weight. And that's why Allah, in the Quran, he don't like obesity. He hates it. And you know what? In the nature of the man, is there. You start swelling up, blowing up. You can understand it when you're pregnant. But six years after you're pregnant, you're still blowing up? <laughs> Sisters, you got to keep his eye cool. You got to keep his eye on you. 
Isn't that where you want his attention? Well, you remember how it was when you had his attention? That's why they made that song, The Way We Were. <laughs> you got to get back. We're getting older, but we don't have to be just crazy. Get it all out of shape. Your fatness? <laughs> Let's get it off. Come on, brothers, all these big tired guts. Get it off. And I'm going to let you know straight up, I'm giving you six months. And any fat man that's a minister, he will not be around me. He's through. I don't want no big belly ministers. I want you looking mean, lean, trim, and ready. That's right. Now, I'm not going to say nothing. But I'm telling you, so help me Allah, if I'm live six months from now, all the ministers that walk with me, all the captains that walk with me will be lean and mean. If I got any fat man, he will be sitting down getting fatter. That he will not be walking with me. And the same with the sisters. I want everybody to start working on the fat. We got to go after fat like God went after darkness. God came into a universe of darkness and made it a universe of light. I came into a universe of fat. <laughs> and we're going to make it a universe of lean, beautiful women and men who look good to themselves. And when you look good to you, you look good to others. And I don't care if nobody's pleased with you. You ought to work to be pleased with yourself. Huh? Will you do it? Now, I was asked to say something on engagements and courting, but the time is late. It's late, late. But sisters and brothers, no long engagements in Islam. Don't hang around no man no long time to make up his mind. Well, we're going to get married two years from now. May the 6th. <laughs> and look here, baby. If it take you that long to make up your mind, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Don't, don't mess with me and have me on some string for two years. And brother, you're playing with fire because you can't be engaged to a woman that you're about to marry, know that she is about to be yours, and you start looking to her as yours, and before you know it, you're going to want to take what is yours, and you'll take one to five out in class F for fornication. You love her, you court short, and hope to marry long. No long engagements here. Don't put no ring on her finger thinking that's going to hold her. While you try to figure out what you want to do. Keep your ring in your pocket. When you put that ring on her, the date should be right there. Less than 90 days away.
Can I get a witness? <laughs> well, I guess that's it for tonight. But brothers and sisters, I certainly, I certainly, 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 certainly thank you so much for coming out. To So, thank you so much. Brothers and sisters, we're just going to have a few announcements and we'll be on our way. I, I really appreciate your staying with me this long. Ooh-wee. <clears throat> what a message. The minister said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do it like the minister did. He, but he said, mm-hmm. Yeah, that old Baptist tune to it. Man, what a message, man. Man, that was a blacktastic message right there, well-balanced message. I know, brothers, you want to know what the lecture is called because you can't say it. All right, it's called Domestic Violence Part 2. That's what the lecture is called. The lecture is called Domestic Violence Part 2. So I know you want to just have it on in the house. You ain't had to, you, you ain't had to, uh, you ain't had to, uh, the minister on shoot in in months. You now you want to start playing the minister out loud. No, don't do that now. Don't try to play it out loud like you just. I'm just listening to the minister. <laughs> you want the minister to whip whip on that uh on one of them parts, boy. About them Mac Nuggets. The minister said Mac Nuggets. All right, here we go. Press the number one if you got anything that stood out for you. I'm gonna go first. Man, I'm gonna go first. Uh, <laughs> but uh, first thing stands out to me <sighs> when the minister said, uh, <clears throat> when the minister said that he's like the wife of the honorable Elijah Muhammad, and he broke down how we have not physically seen the honorable Elijah Muhammad. But look at the love that we have for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad because of his representation. Man, that was deep, man. Deep. Because, you know, you know, us as men, when we work and we working and we're striving to build something as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was striving to build a nation. You think about that, man. I wonder if, the, you know, the children understand and you want to make sure that they know that you're doing it for them. But. That woman who's always with them, what is she doing to to make them know, to make them fall in love uh, with their father and understand what they're building? And when he, I, now I've heard him say that before about, you know, how he's the help meet of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as a wife would be to a husband. But when he made that point about how y'all ain't seen now, some of you older ones in here, y'all know some of y'all in here done had your nephew show you how to get up on this here Zoom. But, you know, you know, most of us have not seen physically the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But but look at how we represent for him. We, I mean, we go in the back for him, but it's because of that one who is his help meet, per se, in this analogy. And I'm like, wow, that's deep. That's deep, that's deep, that's deep. So, yeah, that's what uh, <clears throat> that's what stood out for me, man, for the woman to be able to make sure that she's like the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to 
um, to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. All right, let's start off with Sister Sister Shalon. Oh, let me get me up out of here. Okay, great. Thank you. I was muted. Okay, so oh wait, 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 wait. wait. <clears throat> let me get let me get you the let's get a reminder. We're gonna do two two points, and then we, if you got more, we're gonna come back to you now. Don't take up the you whole. You already know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, sir. Okay, so <laughs> I actually know now why I've been so angry, why I have such low tolerance for, I can't really say ignorance because men know, and women, but since we're on men, they know how to talk good, how to be good, how to not degrade someone with frustration or when there's frustration. I know that men know how they're supposed to handle, at least I thought I knew that men knew how they're supposed to handle the woman. The minister just laid it out so differently for me now. And I'm so torn because I just recently went through something and I finally feel that I've got to the level where I'm like, okay, I just I just have to be done. I just saw Sister Cynthia in the chats say after 41 years of marriage, she still misses him. And I understand that because after 26 years, I still miss him, even though we never really married because for whatever reason in his mind, in his messed up mind. And I, I have empathy, so much empathy for him now that I've listened to this minister to Minister Farrakhan tell us in the manner that he did, even with my empathy, I'm still so fed up and tired. It's like, how long should we have to deal with the mental instability that had me mentally unstable dealing with it? Because I didn't know I was dealing with mental instability on that level. So uh, the minister just laid it out so... Ugh. He so beautifully. I just I'm I'm so torn. Like I'm I'm I don't know what to do other than keep having understanding for the black man, but still respect myself throughout the process because I'm still not gonna let anyone keep degrading me when that's not me. Stop feeding me your violence. Stop giving me. Stop projecting your dis third life onto me. There's only so much a woman can take before she's tired. I'll let that be because I'll just, of course, go somewhere else. But I'm so tired of stepping into chaos all day, every day when it's so unnecessary. I'll fall back. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, Mother Nani. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Um, I did see the message where it said to please turn our cameras on. I have hit mm -hmm. this button like three or four times and it's not letting me. Hold on. Um, hold on. Let me see. Because somebody said that last time. Let me check the security. Okay. Start Allow participants to start video. It's on. Y'all said that last um, time. Allow Zoom access take camera from device. And they, oh, it might be me then. Settings, privacy, camera. Hold on. Let me see if I can do this real quick, real quick, real fast. 
Because last um, time y'all said that Sister Khadijah had came on video and y'all said that last time. What did it say? Privacy and then camera. And then I think I have to give access to Zoom. So for anybody else who is also struggling with that. Yep. Okay. So anybody else who is struggling with Now the video went out. I mean, audio went out. I can't hear. Can y'all hear? She done trying to fix the video and done messed up the audio. Oh, she's coming back. How you know? You can hear her? Does she know? Hi. Oh, how you do that? <laughs> um, How'd I do what? How did you do that? Come on video. I went to the settings. I told, I, okay, so you have to go into your settings. Anybody else who's having an issue, go into your settings and then privacy and then go to camera. And then you have to select Zoom and give Zoom access. But yeah, this is my sugar dugger. Thank you. Um, but so as far as the lecture is concerned for me, um, I will say that before, and I know you can remember this too, babe, that before um, little guy here, I was concerned about having help with him. And, you know, the not sleeping and doing all the diapers and the feedings and being up with him all the time. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, and so uh, that was a really big concern for me before he got here. But after he came, I legit was like, I don't want anybody around him. I don't want anybody to touch him. I'm waking up every two to three hours. I'm doing everything for this little boy. And I don't have that concern anymore. Like I have not felt frustrated or wanted any, and not saying that other mothers won't or other mothers, you know, should not feel frustrated, but I've wanted to do everything for him naturally. Like I've, I've, I've wanted, you know, it, I'll ask for assistance in small spurts when I can't keep him, but for the most part, um, just as a mom, as a as a woman, I've I've wanted to be there for him every single step of the way. So to learn that and then well to learn that from life and from experience and then to hear the minister say that is the woman's nature and that it's strange to see a man around the house all day with the children and changing diapers. That is so true. Like that is so true. Um, I I I wouldn't necessarily want my husband to be in here changing his diapers all day or to be feeding him all day. But I probably honestly will look at you a little like give me my baby back. But um there's so many other points that he touched on that I hadn't learned until I was married or until I was a mom. And life taught me that, but then the minister confirmed it. He confirmed it. He drove it home for me and, you know, pretty much just solidified the fact that what I did learn and what I do feel is right. And it's, you know, is how it should be for me, at least. Um, but I will leave it at that. Assalamualaikum. Y'all have a great day. <clears throat> now we're going to do a poll. Do y'all think the baby looks more like her? It looks more like me. Come on now. A, if it looks like her. B, if he, I said it. A, if he looks more like 
her be if he looks more like me. Okay, come on now. Now I know y'all gonna see now y'all gonna be a little biased. Okay, y'all gotta be a little biased. I get it. Oh, let's see, let's see, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Uh-oh, we got come on, let's see him. Let's see him again now. We got Mo B's now. We got Mo B's now. Can y'all see me? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got you. We, we, get, we, we getting Mo B's in. <laughs> I know, sugar thicker thicker. I know. All right, now let's see. Let's go back. We getting B, 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 B. She looks. It's a boy. It's a boy. Uh oh. Yeah, he's a boy. <laughs> we getting we getting more B's now. You see a couple A's in there. Too early don't to try, y'all don't try to make him feel better because you saw all the A's. Tell the truth and shame <laughs> the devil. He got the brother Bill X signature eyebrows. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Let's see who's next uh, on our chart here. We ain't got no chart. I'm talking about chart. Uh, Sister TT coming out the woodworks. Can y'all hear me? We can hear you. Um, now the part that the where um correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the minister was talking about that we. That we should, you know, uh, ha- have have a man in our life, but I I kind of disagree with that. <laughs> um, probably because the things I've been through, and I I I rather be single, you know, because it's easier for me. And and the way he makes it is like we we're not allowed to be single. Is that what he was trying to say? In a nutshell, I mean, anybody could answer that. Well, I think the que- I think what he means is, you know, even the purpose of why we was born, God didn't make man to be uh, alone. And if the woman is his help meet, then that means she's with somebody, too. So the man compliments the woman and the woman compliments the man. Now, can you survive and live and breathe and eat, your, you know, eat and all that by yourself? Sure. But, it, you know, everything is made in pairs. So any anybody could be a you know be alone. I guess a man could be alone if he wanted to, but the purpose, you know, according to God, if man wasn't made to be alone. Mm. Oh well, it's gonna be a long time before I be with somebody because that you know because all the stuff I went through. Yeah, well, I, I how much how much um you know how much real counseling and or auditing have you done to um, auditing what's that so auditing is a form of um you know therapy i would say sister yasina would be able to give you more of a uh accurate understanding of it but uh it's a form of therapy that the that the that the honorable minister louis farrakhan recommended we look into because of the trauma that we have many of us have engrams or triggers from our past that really holds us back and we believe that we have put things in the back of our head and we just forgot about it when our brains have not forgot about it so through those exercises and what you go through it helps you kind of alleviate some of those things that are uh, holding you back and some of those mental barriers that we have Um, because like, that's like saying, you know, Hey, have you ever been messed up on your job? And if the job messed over you, what you going to do? Just not get a job again. 
You know what I mean? So there's a different way that you think about it. Um, and I know there may have been some horrific or traumatizing things that you have going through, but you got to keep in mind that the minister is talking about a man, not someone who is going to be maybe like something that you've experienced in the past. You know, there's some bad, there's some cars out there called lemons. You know, just because I done drove <laughs> drove a lemon before and the transmission messed up the first day I got it. I'm not going to say, man, forget these cars. Boy, I'm finna be walking the rest of my life. I don't know if I could ever go back to cars again. You know, so it's just about how we're thinking and our mindset um, that we have. So when I say, what what have you done? You know, it's going to take as long, anything that we go through, whether that's a relationship with a man, relationship with a business partner, relationship with, you know, son and son and Shoot, we seen a couple of weeks ago how long that relationship between a mother and those daughters, how long that was because they never dealt with it. So it's going to take as long as it takes for us to deal with ourselves. That's how long it'll take. You know, it may not take 10 years. Maybe it may take 10 months if I really, really, really work hard on myself and work on what has happened to me and work on my inner thoughts. So that would be my response uh, to that. But Sister Yasina, if you are on, I would like for you to speak to that because I know you probably can re- uh, can relate uh, to having a, a a past and having trauma. And, you know, how do you deal with that moving forward and hearing the minister uh, say that? How, how do you view that? Assalamu I can't come off because um, off I got another conference call going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sis, I'll say this to you and to anybody other sister or brother who is going through a traumatic experience of of whatever kind nobody can make you get the help you need but we do ourselves a disservice when we don't get the help we need We go through, unfortunately, as women, some of us go through some of the most heinous things that are sometimes unfathomable. But I'll say this, there is a God who loves you, Master Farad Muhammad. And He's given us, through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, tools to help us get this out of us. I do the work by Allah's permission. Starting the journey was hell because it meant that I had to come face to face with what I went through. It meant that I had to one trillion percent accept reality. It meant that I had to go through the birthing pains of allowing Allah to put me in a womb for him to give birth to who I am and who I am becoming. 
you have to do the work. If it means that you go through therapy with a licensed therapist, not a psychologist that's going to put you on medication, because the medication only buries the pain. But someone who, with whom you can talk and they are willing to help you. If you want Dianetics, whatever city you're in, maybe we can find an auditor in your city who will help you to understand what Dianetics really is about who will lovingly take you through straight wiring before you even get to Dianetics. Because it's like the pain that we go through is like, it, and, and the more we keep it buried and we continue to live in it, then that becomes the Leviathan as in the Bible. That's the Leviathan in us. That's that dragon in us. That every time we think we're doing good, it pulls us back down. We have our own crabs in our own barrels mm. that keeps pulling us down. And it's called the pain that we won't work through. And if you don't work past the pain, then time will go by and it'll be another 20 years, 30 years, five years. And you will mentally age, you'll physically age, but your your but your mind will stay stuck on a track. Get the help that's needed. I'm not where I would love to be, but I'm where I need to be. So that Allah can use me. There are a lot of people who need you. But they but God can't use you and he can't use us if we don't do the work on ourselves. And remember this. The past is the past. It cannot hurt you. Those people cannot hurt you. Physically. But you allow them to take room in your mind. And I'm not saying it as if it's something that I don't know. If you allow things to take rent in your mind you'll never you'll forever die and you'll never know what it's like to live right now many of us are existing we're like walking corpses if you ever seen thriller we are that's how we are God gave, came to give us life and give us life more abundantly. And I'm going to end because I don't want to be, be disrespectful of time. Do the work. Get the help. Black people, there's nothing wrong with therapy. It's not a white person's thing. Therapy is therapy. 
and it's available to everybody. Assalamu alaikum. I hope that answered your question, Brother B. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, someone on YouTube said they'd rather, they, they'd rather go to L. Ron Hubbard for help. And from my understanding and me hearing, matter of fact, I'll play something from the minister so you can hear it directly. If you have children, you take your children to school to learn something, not to become who that teacher is, but to learn something that can be beneficial for them. Right? Uh, actually, I read part of dynamic it's a big book so y'all know i'm not a big reader but i read in the beginning where it says um this knowledge of over fifty thousand years of men now the way i'm saying it may be all but it's in other words from from men over fifty thousand years now from my understanding and even white folks have backed this up the white man ain't been on this planet for no fifty thousand years in fact, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that they, shoot, they a baby on the planet and only been here about 6,000 years. So when they write in the book over 50,000 years and talking about the knowledge in it, well, what white man was here 50,000 years ago? Right? And so if I'm going somewhere to a college and I'm getting something to benefit me, this just now this brother being speaking. This me. So don't say, oh, this just somebody else. I don't give a damn if they white, black, Mexican, Asian, Japan, if it helps me. I don't, I'm not looking at no skin color, no race. Now that's me. This brother again, this brother being speaking. If it's gonna help me with my life. And at the end of the day, what I also know is Allah is the only reality. And when I hear something from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, when I hear something from my student minister, when I hear something from my sister or my brother, I don't say, all oh, praise is due to that brother, do we? I don't say all oh, praise is due to Sister Yasina for just dropping that gem. That probably helped many people. What do we say? All oh, praise is due to Allah. So if it's about the truth, if it's truth, then Allah is the only reality. But then we'll use a straw. We'll use a strawman argument, or we'll try to bring something else up. Well, well, I heard they also taught that. Well, I didn't go for that because I don't know all 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 the beliefs of my high school teacher. I don't know all the beliefs of my college teacher. I went to him for what was beneficial. Everything else that he may be teaching that ain't got nothing to do with me. It's some stuff your mama probably. Not, not, this ain't. I'm not being disrespectful. This it may be some stuff your daddy say and, and do that you disagree with. It's still your daddy, still your mama. You still gonna listen to them when they teaching, telling you right. So let's stop acting like the minister is sending us to become something that we not. When he done already clarified it over and over and over again. And here's the thing: we all we want to bring up. You taking us to you ain't how many of us done applied all the way what the black man done taught? See what I'm saying? Do you, what what if you don't apply? Have you applied 100 percent what the black man done taught? Then we have a problem 
because we being sent somewhere that's literally helpful for us. And they didn't originate uh, the root of the, the, the solution. They didn't, that didn't originate with them. We got cell phones. We got computers. Maybe, you know, a black man may have came up with one of the roots or, you know, the idea. But if the white man creates something that's helpful, like the iPhone 15 or 14, 12, whatever, we got it. Why? Because it's beneficial for it. But we don't follow all of their beliefs or go with all of their creations. But let, let me let you hear it from the minister himself. Because that, you know, that always comes up. People try to take that out of context whenever that uh that tool is recommended. So I want y'all to hear it directly from the minister himself. And if y'all disagree after this, then that's that's just on you. But you can hear you can hear it directly from him. Here we go. You know, the critics are saying, oh, Farrakhan talking all this black talk and went over to this white man, L. Ron Hubbard. Stop, stop, stop. If it weren't so silly, I am you. I haven't changed my religion. You know, all the prophets taught us to seek truth from the cradle to the grave. Say wherever knowledge is, you should seek to be a possessor of it. You know, some of you went to school, you went to college, didn't you? Some of you, how many of you in here have a college degree? May I see your hands? Were all your teachers black? They weren't? You mean to tell me you sat in the class with a white professor and got you a degree and now you're working for white people? getting a salary did you ask your teacher how many times have you called black people nigger it didn't matter you were seeking a law degree you were seeking a degree in your specialty so it didn't matter what religion that person was, what race or ethnic group they belonged to, because you didn't go there to join their race or their ethnic group or to condemn them from, for being white or Asian or Hispanic or black. You went there to get some knowledge that would help you to be better at what you wanted to do with your life. Come on now. <clears throat> now, now listen. Now I know even after playing that, somebody gonna say, "Oh, see, he still didn't." Listen, listen, listen. I got the perfect solution. I got the perfect solution for you. 
because you still gonna have you still gonna have a, a rebuttal I know us as a people but here's the solution uh, what were what you think is the answer and solution no because see the owner Balaj Muhammad he did okay yeah 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 all right come on the zoom call tomorrow and we gonna let you know what our problems is and then you give us the, the medicine and antidote to fix us. You you take us through a process, teach us about your service, about what you know, and you help heal the people that got problems. And if you if you're good, I know you're gonna charge a little fee for your time. Okay, that's cool. But we gotta test you out first. So if you that cold with it, come on and, and drop this spiritual game on us and fix us up and help us out. That's how we figure out what to that, that's come on, just come on with it. Don't don't point what we did, we're not supposed to. Well, come give us what we're supposed to have. That's the solution, then. Let's just go with that solution, okay? So we can stop all the back and forth. But that's the answer from the minister for those who have that rebuttal about it. Uh let's go to the next person. Who we got next, uh, Brother Wesley? We got Brother Timothy up next. We got the great brother Timothy. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum, brother. Well, alaikum salam. All right. Uh, what stood out to me, first off, Brother Ben and Sister First Lady, I hope y'all knew that I knew little brother Elijah was not a sheep. Oh, my God. But listen to me. What stood <laughs> out to me was uh, st staying fit physically. That stood out to me. But not just staying fit physically. Personally, I feel like we need to stay physically and physical mentally. We we got this this swine like mentality uh, for what we feel is satisfying our needs for for our body. So what I mean by that swine like mentality, I'm gonna go directly to the pig. We know the pig when he when he get his food, he he die face first in. He don't look up. He don't pay attention to what's coming down from that that that's what is it called? Uh, whatever that machine is that's bringing everything down and anything that's in it, he's diving dead in it. We grew more animalistic characteristics. Like the pig, we even worse than the dog. A dog, if you throw a piece of meat to the dog and the dog ain't feeling it, what the dog gonna do? Dog gonna come up, the dog gonna sniff it. Dog gonna look at you, dog gonna look at it. Dog gonna look back at you, the dog gonna look back at it. Dog gonna smell it, he gonna bite it. He gonna look at you, he gonna look back at it. He gonna he gonna fill it out first. He gonna fill it out first before just 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 going right in. And that's what we we grew to do. We don't we talked about it a week or two ago. And I personally said this, I feel like we need to get to know the person that we be dealing with a little bit more so that we can learn to accept them for who they really are and not who we want them to be or expect them to be. Because they're going to be who they are. When you see that the first time, sisters, and sister Yacina made a good point, you got to get that help immediately. But on top of that, Camelback, and on top of that, if you see something going on once, don't let it slide, what we call, don't let it slide two, three, four times. You need to learn how to exit stage left fast, immediately. Get up out of there. You don't need to have no strong mentality say, oh, this man going to change and I'm going to be the one to fix him. No, sisters, you don't need to say that you're going to be the one to fix him because that man is showing you who he is. Now, if he ain't got an under five, that's something that could be worked on. You could even help him get an under five. That man might be on his feet with just the right motivation. So don't be surprised in six months if he does do that but also don't be surprised if he's still on that couch or 
in that room that you pay all the bills for six months from now. Don't be surprised. And uh, let me see if I got a second point. And if he is, that's all I said. And if and if he is bringing home money and he is a busy man, I all praise be to Allah. Because most men not out here, you know, trying to do anything. But if he is, like most of us brothers that's striving to do better, that is bringing in money, that is taking care of our women in the household, give praise to Allah. Uh, As-salamu alaykum, family. As-salamu alaykum, family. Thanks for letting me speak. <laughs> Wa alaykum salam. Let's go over to... Brother Daniel 6X. Yes, sir. Uh, powerful clips by the father. Powerful words by their sister Yasina. Um, I know in the, in the, in the first rise, Honorable Elijah Muhammad okayed the proper handling of people. I believe Malcolm was looking into it. And it was that dossier was written by a Caucasian man. But it was a very uh, popular writing and honorable Elijah Muhammad okayed it for the nation to study that and then eventually we had our own properly handling of people that we study right now but that they didn't originate with us. Yeah you're talking about so, uh you're we, talking about the book How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think it's also the proper handling of people but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah so so the version but, that the honorable Elijah Muhammad have like we call it Proper handling of the people, but it, it derives yes. from uh it derives from uh how to win friends and influence people. I believe Dale Carnegie wrote that book. Dale Carnegie, exactly. Yes, sir. He is Caucasian. Thank you, great brother. I appreciate that. So I was just putting that out there to show that we do have history with Honorable Elijah Muhammad himself. And he also told us, look, study the white man. He is successful. He makes no excuse for his failures. He didn't tell us to take on the ways of the white man. He told us to study that which the white man has taken from the original man, which works as far as unity, as far as working together and those type of things. So, you know, we, we, we study truth wherever it come from, family. Um, the, the message was so powerful, brother, you pointed it out earlier. I'm hearing the minister speaking to the, the root of domestic violence. And he uh, spoke a lot to the women. And what I heard was the 75% of the work is with uh, the woman. He gave so much context to that mathematical reality. It was just absolutely uh, uh, powerful. Um, I would say this, the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is absolutely the root and foundation of what we should be studying to begin to uproot any ill that we have. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that God is a man. That's Master Fah Muhammad. And we are taught that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is made by him. And now we're looking at the Honorable Minister of Farrakhan made by them both. These are men. These are men who are making men, who are teaching men to reflect the best of what Allah has deposited in us. And these are the type of men that can be respected, helped, aided, one be a help me too and walk with and worth suffering with because when the Messiah is making a man, then it requires the woman to do that 75% of the work with her so that we can actually change the dichotomy in which we live. The minister said, "You, when you're trying to build a civilization, you have to start with the making of a man. So this is why we have three men in front of us who showed us how to be men 
Now we're at a time where the woman really has to come up and take on the instructions and guidance of these three men and make them the head of her life so that she can actually be uh, involved with a better man than the ones that have been destroyed by Satan and have ruined her life. So that's about all I wanted to say, Great Brother. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Thank you for that, sir. All right. Uh, let's see if we can go to... Uh... Brother Jax. Assalamualaikum, family. Uh, let me. I have to get skipped. I'm in, in the middle of an interview for hire right now. So can you back to me? Yes, sir. You coming in, little little choppy anyway. Sister uh, Trapetta. Hello, hello, family. Hello, hello. Always good to be over here on the power call. And yes, we are striving for the thousand plus people being on the Zoom call. That's right. Um, yes, yes, of course. So uh, I think um, one of the first things that kind of stood out to me was when he spoke about how we speak to our partners, our men. I ain't gonna say partners because I, I think that word is it with the time men. <laughs> okay, so... um. I think that was very, very key. Um, I actually was uh, not long ago, earlier today, actually, hearing um, from how uh, people of Buddha, you know, how, why they are silent. And, and they they find that being silent helps them to connect with their inner self. And by connecting with your inner self, which is connecting with your spiritual self, you're able to um, convey or just have conversation or just even give your insight and input from a higher, from a higher state of mind. Um, I think definitely having our thoughts, taking our thoughts and making them cap taking them captive and making them obedient to what's right. Um, not speaking in anger, not speaking with um with, uh, I guess, with the, uh, what do you call it, pre-notions or what you want that person to say um, and what you're expecting them to say, not not putting that out there, just um, having like a clean slate and, and really sharing from your heart, but ready to accept whatever is said to yourself, not to receive it though in anger or in like opposition or what have you. So I think um, with saying that, how we speak to our men, um, remembering again, like the elements, like um, being at work or being outside of the household, um, doing things there that we all, when we all step outside of, our dwelling where we have our one-on-one -on -one time with God, where we connect with God. Once we step out into the world, the world is ruled by Satan. Um, and so we, we should be armored up. And I know I say this a lot. I love Ephesians 6, to put on the full armor of God, because really and truly there are things that are going to come at us. And when, 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 when we're out here in the world, and being dressed in that full armor is just protecting you, your mind, 
protecting your, you know, all the things that it, it, it that the that Ephesians six shares when you dress in the full armor, it just protects you. So that when you are out there, when you come back into your home, you're able to have had all those things darted off of you. You come into your your mind, your peace, and able to you know speak about what happened. But again, not bring it into your home, kind of like wiping your feet at the front door. So it's not coming into your home. Um, and then my other thing was that I that I shared what I want to share about was um how he shared about how um we have to keep ourselves up. He spoke mostly on weight, but it's it's even bigger than that. Um, but I think I had a question actually, my sisters, my definitely my sisters can probably help me. Um, but I find in my household that now it's my man, he, he's big on hair. He's big on having our hair, our long hair and, um, being outside kind of like wanting it out. He wants to show us all like where, where we, we are, our husbands, our trophies. So in a sense, you know, so it's like he wants to. He wants me to be have it out, and I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. I want to keep my hair wrapped. I'll take it out when I'm in the house for him, you know. But I like my hair wrapped because you know that's the helmet of salvation. You know, that's how I feel like when I'm wrapping it. I'm like, I'm dressing in the armor of God. So how can I go to him, or I'm not gonna go to him? Let me say that. How do I ease him into? understanding without lying understanding like this is what i feel safe in i feel secure and i'm dressed i'm ready to go i mean i lace up my shoes like getting my feet fitted with the readiness so that you know so i mean i guess i just want to know from from whoever could share like how do i ease that share that and i'm gonna read some comments because i see a lot of them there thank you for allowing me to share Yes, ma'am. And if there's any sister that want to come on and respond, just press the number one. Um, uh, next up, we got Sister Maria. Can you hear me, Brother Ben? Yes, ma'am. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I'm always having issues with the mic. Uh, I was able to get a headset, so now I'm hooked onto the laptop and... Okay, so assalamu alaikum. Alaikum. Um, I think this is the first time I've spoken, which is, I guess I'm proud of myself for doing that. Um, so uh, today's uh, lecture by the minister was very encouraging. Um, and uh, the points I got a lot of points from the information uh, but I I wanted to share the part about the, the diet how diet is important and please forgive me because um, I think I'm catching a cold or something but um, uh, <clears throat> um, he was saying how diet is uh, important in keeping a man or a woman you know, he didn't say it in this, those same words, but um, 
Uh, so he was saying that when we get comfortable, a man or, or woman gets comfortable with each other, then they begin to uh, perhaps let themselves go. And you begin to see them, um, you know, start gaining weight or just not being uh, kept as they used to be when they first started dating. So um, I know I experienced that in my relationship and uh, um, it's something that stuck with me. And it's something that I think that many of us can, can work on. Um, and I also uh, took note of the fact that he said that women, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can be in your 60s and still you have to not say, oh, I'm too, I'm too old, I'm not going to worry about the way I look, but uh, we still need to work on how we appear to each other especially in relationships. We want to make sure that we're keeping up with our um, hygiene and, you know, especially the diet that he spoke about. And um, he was, um, I thought that it was really uh, a strong point that, that he made that he said he did not want anybody around him that was not lean and mean and uh, and beautiful and so so um and he gave him six months in order to to work on that and so that i think that that's a good amount of time to um to work on that you know getting ourselves in better shape eating eating better not only eating, um, you know, not only giving our mate dinner, but giving our mates something that will be helpful to them as they go out to work and something that's going to be nutritious. And of course, we have the uh, How to Eat to Live books to help us with that. And... Uh, also, what he said about getting engaged, that getting engaged should not be a long process, but uh, once the ring is on the finger, maybe uh, within 90 days, they should get married. So those were the points that I got, and I want to thank you for letting me speak this morning. Assalamu alaikum. Walaik salam. <clears throat> Thank you for coming on and sharing. Sister, uh, Sister Yasina wanted to comment on the hair question. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. If uh, I'm trying to be diplomatic. If he wants to take you out and he's asking you during that time or, you know, every now and again to let your hair down. Let it flow. Because he loves to see your hair down. He loves to that. That's he he loves you with 
regardless, but they, apparently there's something that appeals to him when you have your hair down. If he's loving you like that, sis, let the hair down, put a drape scarf on and, and keep it rolling. Yes, our hair is our crown, but that man is your man. And you're not going against our teachings when you let your hair down. I understand we like to wear, you know, our hair completely covered and all of that. But he wants to see the fullness of the woman that he married. He wants to see you in all your beautiful glory. So let that man see you in all of your beautiful glory. And and you keep him happy, he'll keep you happy. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Wait, Brother Ben, did I do good with that one? <laughs> I don't know. You got to ask her on that one. <laughs> That's a woman question. That's not... Hey, he says stay out to class. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to brother Marcus. Yes, sir. Assalamualaikum, family. How's everybody doing? Doing fine. Yourself? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just want to say that sister Yasina, she spoke facts. She hit it right on the head. Everything she said about dynamics is on point. Everything. Now, I'm going to try to be quick, but I'm, I'm going to try to get a little, well, I'm going to just probably, I'm going to end up getting a little deep, but uh, just bear with me. You know, Dianetics is the modern tool that the minister gave us. Remember, Mrs. Frakhan gave us that. He didn't give us no pseudo alternatives on energy work, crystals, vibrational healing from India, Japan, none of that. He said, go to this technology. It's a tool. It's a modern tool that will help clear us and get us to the point to where we can go into our supreme wisdoms and pull out what we really need to pull out of it. You know, the minister said, he said that the nation of Islam would never fall again. But did you know he also said that it would go into darkness? And does anybody... Is anybody concerned about, well, what is this darkness and what does this mean? You know, uh, the minister said, I was, I was raised in a nation uh, by two pioneer parents. And so, I, you know, I've been privileged. You know, I should have listened a long time ago, but I was privileged to come across a lot of information. I mean, a lot, lot of people. The very first uh, study uh in San Diego, uh, study guy session, the study study group meeting was uh, held at our house back in the day. I think it was a early eighties or something like that. And it was brother Collett. Brother Collett was there and he uh, he's the one that spoke. And so I came across a lot of people throughout the years. And so I've sat on a lot, I've sat on a lot. And so now I'm trying to come out there and uh, participate and learn from you all and also share the little bit that I have. Uh, my mother used to tell me, may Allah be pleased with her, when I used to study with the study guys and stuff. When the study guys first used to drop, you know, I was there. I was there getting them study guys, reading them and everything. And um, I would share my notes and everything with my mom. And she'd be like, you know, son, uh, you should go to the mosque 
and you should sit with the other believers in the circles and listen to what they have to say and and share what you have to say. I'm sure that, you know, and, and I went a few times, but for the most time, uh, I've kept to myself, studied to myself. I'm uh, kind of, I don't want to say I'm shy, but something like that. I'm not really want to be out there, you know, woofing on the mic or nothing like that, but I'm, I'm, I'm really compelled to share this. Uh, one of the things that you guys may not know or you may know that used to float around back in the day, and it's very important, we were taught that if you see a Christian and a Hindu walking down the street, kill the Hindu first. Now, that's some hard, that's some hard words right there. If you see a Christian and a Hindu walking down the street, kill the Hindu first. So we go, go, out, go out and kill. Well, this is something similar to, you know, burying the de devil's heads in a hole. You don't necessarily go out and kill somebody, uh, kill the Hindu first. What this is saying is that their level of of um, understanding and religious practices is so deep and so thick that put in a particular situation, you have to handle that first. So we talk about the Bible being a poison book. Well, when you get deep into those Hindu philosophies, and, and, and which is also tied in with a lot of the Asian areas and stuff like that, Buddhism and stuff like that, you, you, you're going real deep in. So if you're not really grounded in your Islam, as taught by uh, the most honorable Muhammad and Amr al-Safarakhan, you're going to get caught up. I, I don't care what, oh, there's a comparison with Islam and, and uh, 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 crystals and, and Reiki and this and that. Nah, you got to be grounded in your Islam and stuff like that. There's a there's a sister who was teaching classes, and she was privileged to grow up uh, or to well, grow up in her Islam around um, brother uh, brother Jabril. And so, if you're gonna go that direction, I would say maybe hear what she has to say. Okay, but going to these online classes, uh, you Udemy and whatever. And, oh, I'm a Reiki master. I do not suggest that. That is not what the minister told us to do. He told us to go to Dianetics. You know, he told us to be students. He said, don't just not minister. You are a student minister. We are students in the ministry. We are students in the science. So how are we going to go somewhere off and make sure, you know, we calling ourselves master? You see what I'm saying? And so in dealing with crystals, crystals are just it's just a tool. It's a tool that that can give some amplification of whatever spiritual abilities that you might have. But it's not something that we need to always go to or, oh, I'm all in the crystals now. And I, and I, I carry my crystal every everywhere I go. And, and um, you know, if I don't have, if I don't have my crystals, did you know that back in the 90s when the New Age movement started? Crystal stores opened up and the New Age movement began and they started selling crystals. And they would tell people, oh, well, you know, you want a crystal? The crystal would talk to you and and you and, and it will uh, tell you which one belongs to you. In other words, you have your own personal crystal. Don't let nobody touch it because their because their vibration will get on it. And you have to always keep it cleansed. And I've, I've studied all of that. So I, I do have some authority. On, uh, I, I, I went to meetings and stuff back then. I spoke to various different people in the occult. And just because something has truth in it doesn't mean it's good for you. There's, 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 tr or, or, or even a benefit 
doesn't mean that it's something that we should embrace. Oh, but you see, that's that's high science. That'll teach you how to how to how to levitate. You can take occult classes, classes that deal with some dark stuff like witchcraft and all that kind of stuff, and learn some crazy uh, stuff that can give you healing. But that's not for us. You know, I tell a lot of these people, you know, that that eat kale and stuff like that. Brother Ben posted something. He did some AI thing, and the kale. It was telling him to eat kale and all this kind of stuff. We don't, we don't eat kale. And Brother Ben pointed that out. But um, they say eat kale. They say eat, you know, these nutritionists. They tell us to eat all this stuff. They say why? Because it has vitamins in it. Heck, there's vitamins in pork. There's vitamins in uh in various berries and and herbs and stuff out in the in the wilderness that it, that's poisonous. But there's vitamins in it. You're gonna go eat that and die. So the point I'm saying is we need to follow the minister exactly how he said and do what he said do, go what he said do, and leave all of these other things alone. And remember, don't call yourself master. From my understanding of the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and I'm a Mrs. Farrakhan, we only have one master, and that's Master Fraud Muhammad. Thank you. As-salamu alaykum. <clears throat> Now, I got to challenge you on that last part about being a master. Unless you can give me a, a unless you can give me an audio clip where he said that. But I have heard him say, don't you want to be the master of your destiny? Y'all remember that? That's exactly how he said it, too. So it depends. I gotta, you know, got to give a little context. But if you got a clip where he, you know, so we can hear the context on that. Uh, Brother Michael. Don't you want to be the master of your destiny? You just blame the white man, blame your mother, blame your father. Y'all remember that clip? <clears throat> Brother Michael, you there? Going once, going twice. All right. Let's go to Brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, what stood out to me, um, a lot of things stood out to me, and I appreciate everybody sharing, so I'm not going to... Uh, Veggie back on what anyone else said I'm gonna add on. But um what stood out the most is for not to be punked by debt and not to allow your mate to punk you into debt. Um in desiring to please her in a manner in which is gonna cause the detriment of you and ultimately of your whole family. Um and I definitely want to bear witness to that because I, I put myself in that early on in my life when I was married. Uh we were in a house that was very, very manageable as far as that is concerned, but she wanted a bigger house. And instead of me standing on business as I, I do now, um, I didn't. I kind of I submitted and it went into it still was something that we could handle as, as a couple at the time, but we didn't have to do it. But because that was what she wanted and, and me desiring to please her. And again, having these teachings now just gives me so much more context to understanding my role as a man so i know the next time around it's going to be a lot different in understanding that communication and as a man we have to look for the betterment of the family and look down the road to be able to give context to why we're doing things at the proper time so that we can be, be of a better security down the road um so just not being punked by that is as a black man there's enough pressure in this world that's put on us to be able to just handle one another and handling people that we don't want to put added unnecessary pressure on ourselves and and, and create slavery amongst ourselves with the debt that we can't manage um even though you may have what quote unquote make the money now there's no guarantee that down the road that you, that that either job that you may be on and things like that are still going to be in existence 30 years 15 years 
down the road. Um, so just understanding the importance of debt and then also to go back on um, where Brother Student Minister Malik uh, spoke on when he was on the power call about, man, we need to understand and be able to, to, to learn and handle and manage finances. It is our responsibility that even if it's not our uh, specialty now, or it may not be our strength now and our, our wife or our significant other may be uh, great at it. We don't want to lean on her to just rely on her to do that. We need to learn from her. And then we need to go ahead and get in control of understanding these finances so that we can manage the household in a proper way so that we don't get punked out by that in the long run. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. Okay, tapping into my clip guide abilities. Let's see if we can pull something out here. All right. All right. Boom. All right. Let's see if we can hear it. Bitch, this is the biblical expression now. If we're in the image and the likeness of God, that means that in the genes, you have the potential not only for self-mastery but you have the potential to become master of the universe i want to say that again and i want you to listen that thing. you can't be made in the image and likeness of a god whose attributes are the most excellent and then accept mediocrity there is no mediocrity in your your creator so it mediocrity is in you because you have been programmed diametrically mm. i need to get me a desk <laughs> i need to get i need to get me a desk that where i can do that i want you to listen all right, I got terminal. <laughs> the mess if he turn that day up, boy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, nah, but I get the point though. Master Frog Muhammad is the supreme being of beings. We know that out of you know our, our savior has arrived. I just know I've heard the minister say that in several lectures, so I don't want nobody to get confused thinking that you know, hey, well, we're not supposed to master this or strive to, to to master that because there are things in our life that we can you know, uh, master. And, um, but no, that don't mean that we are the master. No, that don't mean we are the master. Just like we're gods. We're gods. What is a, a God? God is a being who has force and power. And, and, and the honorable Elijah Muhammad said, Allah is he who is, a um, who is supreme in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Not that the other gods don't have knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, but there is one who is supreme, most merciful. See, most this, most that, best knower. That's what puts you in that position of, uh, you know, Allah. Although we are all Allahs, according to our Savior, has arrived. So, um, just want to bring that that balance up. Not to say he's wrong, but just to bring uh, balance. Just because I've heard, and y'all probably have heard the minister say it. All right, let's go to, um, let's go to because I don't know who's next. Oh, brother, uh, brother Wesley just went. Brother Jax, you available now? Brother got in the interview with the prior call in his pocket. Okay, let's go to Coach Khan. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm here. I'm oh, here. My bad. That was a quick interview. You get hired? Yeah. No, I was doing the hiring. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. 
Yeah, Asalamu alaikum, family. Like so. um, did you hire? Did you hire them? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. They got it. They got, they got an ear for it. They can take it every morning. <laughs> um, I, I had a you know this is two days to know, so I kind of uh, got discouraged when you said two points. But, oh no uh, no just two to... no just two points at a time. So if you got two more, just you know just come back. You know come back in. Okay okay. Um, one of the main ones was you know when he said uh, how you greet him at the door is important. You know, that that energy runs into him, you know, and if it's a bad energy and a bad spirit, you know, he could be wondering why your energy is like that and how and am I not enough to fix that? But when it's, you know, it's not just your energy when you want something or you need something that, you know, my money is enough or, you know, my time is enough at, in, in certain areas. And he said when a man dedicates himself to something, whether it be Islam or whether it just be, you know, whatever piece that you need, you know, the, the female needs to grow in faith with him at the same time, you know, in, in the same step and not half stepping, you know, whether it be Islam or whatever piece you may need, you have to have that same energy to seek what he's seeking. And he said the right words and the right spirit can either, how I say, either set them on the right path or set them off, you know, causing more disappointment and more frustration. Uh, the minister said, like, when he said he, he said he said something to his wife, but he said it way better when she wasn't there. You know, sometimes, a lot of the times, it takes me to get to work and gather myself and send a text message. Then say, you know, I'll send a text message, and she'll be like, man, when you send a text message, you sound like you got some common sense. And you sound like you know what you're talking about. But in my presence, man, you just sound like you just crazy. But um, one more thing. He also said when... When uh, when he used to cut up that she was just as nice as she always was, you know, she never she never switched up. So no matter if I'm mad or aggravated, you know, my duty stay the same. I might get up and make the coffee two minutes later than what I usually do. But, you know, I'm going to do everything else that I usually do in the, in the same form, even if I'm mad or we have a disagreement. And not all women, but some women, you know, we go through the... Um, you know, when they get mad, like he said this before, you know, when they get mad, we're going to have a f tonight. You know, we just, you know, we just eating snacks and, you know, what's wrong with the, with the, oh, nothing's wrong. You know, it turns into us not wanting to talk and not understanding, you know, uh, if it's five personalities, we need to know who, who is nothing wrong with who. Well, who is there something wrong with? Tell me who there's something wrong with. So, you know, I know how to react and how to help you go about making the right decision, you know. So, Asalaamu Alaikum. Thanks for letting me speak. Well, Alaikum. Yes, sir. Thank you. Up next, we got the great Coach Khan, the Don. He's the one who suggested this lecture, by the way. So, shout out to Brother Coach Khan. Uh, Asalaamu Alaikum. Hey, Brother Ben, I told you, I told y'all this lecture <laughs> was fire. This is one to be studied. It is for the books. It's in my top ten. Probably, probably in my top 15 of all time, man. That one right there, if y'all just go back in that thing, you will find that it keeps on revealing itself. Oh, man, y'all been so live in these comments and giving this feedback. I had to take notes today y'all was giving so much feedback. But I, if you don't mind, I would just like to start with my sister who was talking about her man wanting her to cover her hair. 
Now, 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 I heard the sisters give uncover un uncover brother. Coach. She said she, yeah, they, they wanted it. He wanted uncovered when she go out. She says she's like a trophy. Well, that's that's a European way of seeing it. You know, we want to we want to show our woman off to the world. But guess what? Any man that knows how valuable you are, he wants to keep his valuable stuff away from would-be predators. He want to keep you in a place to where they can't just easily get to you. Now, when y'all go out, my sister, that this is like a two-edged sword right here. That is your man. And if he wants your head down, oh, she she got off with it. Somebody else might benefit from it anyway. Y'all got to learn, as the minister said, that you have to be subtle. Right. You have to learn how to be subtle, because, again, we know we are in authority and we like what we like. Donald Elijah Muhammad said, we don't care nothing about pleasing you until you first please us. That's that's the way the deal goes. Don't be mad at me. Don't fight me. Fight the messenger because he the one that said it. he said we don't care nothing about pleasing you until you please us. That's just the way we are wired, because by nature, we know we're in authority. So you could teach him indirectly. You you could teach him indirectly, you know, turn a video on, you know, sit a book on the table about the value of why your head should be covered and that it serves as a protection. Because no man in his right mind wants to have you overly exposed. Unless he's sick in the head and mentally dead. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, you notice that when, when you had your body out and the man saw you, oh, he liked you then. But when you became his woman and you try to go outside your house with your cleavage out and them cheeks and there was cheek season, he looked at you and said, where you think you finna go? Because he don't want every man exposed to what he's exposed to. I wish somebody was listening. So that's what my sister right there. Use discretion. Use tact. And use wisdom. You can get it up into his mind if you use the skill that God has blessed you with. Number two, Dianetics. You know, we we, we want to try to get at the minister and, and say he's taking us off on a different path, giving us the European stuff. And L. Ron Hubbard was a racist. And as though the United Snakes of America in totality is not uh, inundated. Oh, yes. But being every now and then I go on my vocabulary back too. <laughs> as though America is not inundated with racism. As though we are not living in the head of the snake of the world. Come on, man. We need to knock it off. No, see, we're looking for excuses not to submit to a greater and superior knowledge. Yeah, man, we 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 want to say the minister went off with, with Dianetics. Let me say you something. When, when, when your arm is hurt, you, you don't say, you don't say, uh, no, no, that ambulance can't pick me up because there ain't no black ambulance. Come on now. You don't say, no, I ain't going to talk on this phone because uh, it ain't no black phone. You, you, <laughs> you, when, when you're in the bathroom and that roll, is, that, that tissue roll is on there and you just ran out, you you don't say, hey, 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 bring me some African toilet paper. <laughs> no, you, you, you won't, Scott. Yeah, yeah, you 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 want whatever kind of tissue is available 
because if the white man stopped making his charming brother Wesley, it would be a brown day in America. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We don't care nothing about. We don't care nothing about that. We, we don't ask the electric company, uh, 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 is y'all racist giving me these lights? <laughs> we, hey, man, we, we we just be like the Isley brothers if we don't pay that bill. We keep hearing footsteps in the dark. Come on, man. <laughs> y'all better stop playing. Brother Ben, I told you this before. Our problem is twofold. Number one, we don't believe. And number two, we don't want to submit. Because the enemy of God has reared us and made us into himself to make us only want to obey him. And anything outside of obeying our master, the Caucasian slave master, makes us uncomfortable. It makes us feel, ooh, I'm disobeying. I'm disobeying what the mayonnaise mafia is saying. I'm disobeying the Keebler elves. See, you don't want to disobey the Keebler elves. That's, that's all it is. You don't question them. You didn't question the Easter Bunny. You didn't question Santa Claus. You didn't even question Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But you want to question everything that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is doing. And you don't have the power to raise dust. You can't call your dog and it comes to you. But yet this man called a million men on a Monday and over oh, nearly two million showed up. No, family, we got to learn how to submit to a greater knowledge. You know why you don't want to do it? Because his skin look like this right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you've been trained against self. We are on automatic, systematic, remote control against ourselves. And that's why it's hard to take knowledge from a black man. Yeah, man, I'm just going to tell you the truth now. Don't... Anybody want this smoke, y'all already know. I give you my real number. You can call me. And I always got the facts to back it up. Next. Another thing I got out of there that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said to our sisters, and it applies to brothers too, but in particular the sisters, when he said your weight is germane to your happiness. And you can tell that a lot of our sisters are not happy because the weight is a little more than normal. I'm, I'm just going to put it mildly. I ain't attacking nobody. But I'm saying the weight physically is a sign of the mental weight that we are carrying around. Sisters is carrying around the weight of trying to be the head of the household. She's carrying the weight of trying to be the breadwinner. She's carrying the weight of trying to raise all the children that we gave her and then we dipped out. That, that's what's making her other than herself. But the more she can learn and tap into the reality of God himself and what he taught, he can bring you back down, sister. Not just physically, but bring you back down mentally, which is the most important place that we have to work on first. Oh, man, I'm tired. I don't know who I'm talking to, uh, Nurse Rocky, but I'm talking to somebody. That, that's all I'm trying to tell y'all. So work on not just your physical weight, but work on the unnecessary weight that you can mentally. I hope I'm making sense to somebody. Because the more you get your mind right, the body's going to follow the mind. The mind don't follow the body. You got to get your game right upstairs. Then the body will begin to take care of itself. So that's another thing I got for them. And brothers, the minister said, 
The minute that we think we got these sisters is the minute that we lost them. See, we, we know how that goes, right? It's a hunt because by nature, men are hunters. We are conquerors. And when we feel like we done knocked this one down or we done captured that one, oh, man, we, we ain't excited anymore. But we don't understand that that woman is like the earth and you can continuously dig into this earth and you can discover new jewels, new treasures, because she is infinite and she can give you everything you ever imagined. In fact, she is the heaven of man. And Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that if there's no heaven there, then there is no heaven. So we have to learn how to be gold miners and gold minders. We have to know how to go into her mind because she can give you, you give her a seed, she's going to give you back a tree. Oh man, you you you, you give us some money, she's going to make your house look right for you. Whatever you give her, she's going she gonna to go in the kitchen and whip it up and bring it back to you and give you even more. So never feel like both brothers and sisters, that if God has blessed us with a mate, we can never feel like we have plumbed the depths of the one that we have. How can we do that when we have not even plumbed the depths of who we are? We are still learning who we are. So how do you think you know your partner? You, you, how do you think you know your spouse or your significant other? You didn't even know that you was God till just a couple of days ago. So come on, y'all. We got to be willing to admit like the Honorable Louis Farrakhan teaches us and Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that there were three sciences that the enemy never wanted us to learn. The science of business, the science of warfare, and the science of mating. It should be clear and obvious by the sad state of affairs of the Black family. And what we heard coming from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on that lecture over 32 years ago, that we don't know the science of mating. Oh no, we be having babies on accident. We meet somebody at the club at 10 o'clock, they be pregnant by 11 o'clock. I'm just saying, we, we come up with $40 and think that's the key to the whole, to get to, to, to unlock everything with $40. Come on, y'all. We don't know the science of mating. No, we don't know how to, we don't know how to dig into the mind to investigate. We don't know how to make each other fill out that application. We don't know how to interview. We don't know how to check out your relationship history. We don't know how to get referrals. So we suffer from making bad choices and we end up having babies from the people that we can't stand. And those children end up being constant reminders of our bad decision making. It's a it's a podcast out right now called Poor Decisions. Oh man, they off the chain. I, I'm just saying that's what we make. We making P O O R decisions, and we making P O U R decisions because we get the pouring up, and we be out of our mind with the choices that we make. So we have to realize, family, that God Himself has came to give us the supreme wisdom. He came to give us the answers and give us a medicine that is a cure for all, not some, but all of our ills. But we have to be willing to submit and admit that we don't know. 
because if we knew it all, we could do it all. Oh, man, I'm going to say that one more time. If we knew it all, we could do it all, says Michelle, but we don't know it all. We are constantly seeking to learn and get a better understanding and knowledge of self. We revolutionaries, but we don't own a stick, a brick, or a blade of grass. We don't own a rock, a rail, a spike, or a puff, or a huff, or a puff of smoke. Come on, man. We got work to do, family. We sitting here arguing with each other about, is, is, is it black? Is it white? Is it Dianetics? Is it the science? Is it holistic? Is, I, I, don't, I only eat kale, or I'm vegan, or I'm plant-based. Did you ever think that plant-based Meaning that they just made it in a plant somewhere. <laughs> they don't fool us, y'all. They good with this plant-based. We we think that means vegetables. No, the white man is tricky now. Plant-based means we made it in a manufacturing plant. And we're going to call it chicken. Oh, yeah, we're going to call it beef. We're going to call it fish. Because it's plant-based, though. Yeah, manufacturing plant-based. I'm just saying. What you really eating. And last but not least to my brother Samuel. He asked the question. He said, how do you overcome being overly critical of yourself? Well, when you look at that word critical, Brother Samuel, the root of it means able to discern or judge. One reason we are overly critical of ourselves and don't want to give ourselves credit is because our open enemy, the slave master, the mayonnaise mafia, the Keebler elves, taught us that we were nothing. They taught us to hate ourselves. You can't give credit to yourself because you don't love yourself and you can't love what you don't know. So the more you learn about you and who you are and what you were born to be and who you were born to manifest into, it becomes less and less difficult for you to be overly critical of yourself. You, got, you don't need to be judged. You need grace. We don't need to be critical of ourselves. We need to, every day, we need to celebrate an itty bitty win and pat ourselves on the back. Oh man, every chance you get, congratulate yourself. Celebrate that itty bitty win, brother. You are a black man surviving in 2023. There's a lot of people didn't make it to this day. Oh, that's something to celebrate. Don't be overly critical. Why would you be overly critical? And we have survived over 468 years of slavery, suffering, and death. Why be overly critical when you don't smoke, when you don't drink, when you are trying to eat the right food? Why be overly critical when you have survived the wicked machinations of your enemy? Come on, man. It's celebration time, Brother Samuel. We are on deck and the black man is back in effect. The enemy is scared. He's pulling his hair out because Brother Samuel is on the scene. Brother Ben is on the scene. Brother uh, Wesley is on the scene. King Cam is on the scene. Man, they are terrorized at the fact that the black man's rise will be the white man's demise. I'm just saying, man. So give yourself a pass. God came to give you a pass. So why not give yourself a pass? He said that he would forgive us of all of our sins, including what they call on the Internet now, unalive somebody. He, he would give us a pass on everything if we would submit to him 
and his messenger and try to live the life that they taught us and that they brought us. Everything is white clean. The slate is clean, baby. So you good to go, Brother Samuel. Don't be critical of yourself, Ben. And I salute you. So that's all I want to say, Brother Ben. That was my takeaway. Now, Brother Ben, I'm going to give you a couple of more uh, video recommendations, brother. Don't worry. I got you covered. I'm telling you. That video was fire, though. Know? Y'all need to study that. Thank you, Brother Ben. That's it. I'm out to say. I'm trying to get a part two, y'all. <laughs> Coach Cal fired up this morning, boy. Let's go to Brother Daniel 6X. Yes, sir. I got to come behind all that. <laughs> um, I guess I'll start with the point what came to my mind about the overly critical. Um, I can remember in the study, guys, the minister said that the self-accusing spirit, and Sister Ava said the same, is the superconsciousness of ourself. Sometimes, brother, we can be so in tune with that higher consciousness that we are constantly being reminded of the standard. So I don't know if that's your case, but I would say that if you are receiving real positive, righteous things to do, don't kill it. Don't overbeat yourself when you fall short. But if you are called to a higher standard and your super self-conscious is highly activated, that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. I just want to just put that out there. Also, when I was listening to the sister about the headpiece, I was kind of, I don't, I don't know if he was asking to take it off or just relax her hair. But what came to my mind is this, never go against what we've been instructed by the God through his messiahs when they come through the instruction. Well, the woman is told to let down her head cover. Now, she ain't got to have her hair all up in the bun, but she said certainly she always have it covered. Nothing wrong with that at all. And, um, the brother paid a beautiful uh, message by the minister on masters. I heard the honorable minister with Farrakhan say that I've been made a master by the master teacher. And of course, he was talking about the honorable Elijah Muhammad. So the math deal, the exalted Christ is a master. And so is the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. And they are, like the brother said, they're striving to make other masters as we follow suit in that line. And last thing, dealing with the, I heard a brother speaking on metaphysics. Yes, all truth is not to be studied. But I would say this, the minister at the Janaza with uh, the great brother Jabril was really dealing with a lot of metaphysical realities. But God is raising from the ranks of the nation those who he, are, who he is guiding the metaphysics. So I don't think it would be wise to go through other channels because like the brother said, you can get in a lot of trouble messing around with things that you don't understand. So those are all my points, great brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. Brother Marcus. Yes, sir. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Yes, sir. I'm really enjoying these, uh, these power calls. More people really need to sign up. Y'all need to sign up. Come on, y'all. So basically, uh, the point that I'm making is um, the reason why we are to walk the earth in humility, to be humble. So as a student, you're constantly in a position to where you don't see yourself as mastering anything. You're constantly in a search for knowledge, in a search for improvement. But once you get to a point 
And the minister said this on the tape we just listened to, once you get to, he said, your search for knowledge don't end. Once you get to a point to where you see yourself as mastering this and mastering that, you put a period on that particular study on a particular level when it should never be a period, it should be always a constant flow, a constant build. And so, yes, Brother Ben is right. You know, the minister, you know, he did say, you know, uh, we can become masters in this and masters in that, et cetera, et cetera. But the point I'm making is that no matter how much we study, and this is what we're talking to teachers, no matter how much we study, we can never equal the level of master fraud Muhammad. So we should always carry that on the front surface of our consciousness. So when we go into our study, we're always students. We can become gods. This is in uh, 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 Our Savior Has Arrived. We can become gods, but we'll never be the God. Never. We're always students. And so um, this, is, this is my point. This is my main point. And so when we go into these various studies, we need to, like I say, follow the minister and don't get sidetracked into all of these other uh, alternatives because they're laced. I've studied them for years and they're laced with a lot of Hinduism, with a lot of uh, Buddhist terms, with a lot of jargon that can pull us away. You know, we talk about chakras and different things like that. But if you really understood the science, if a lot of us really understood the science of chakras, we wouldn't have to use that dialect because we would be able to interpret it from the teachings, from the uh, from the Holy Quran. A lot of people like to refer to people like uh, our dear sister, Mother Tanetta Muhammad. And they say, oh, well, you see, she was in the crystals and she she she. Most of us, 99% of us do not understand what, really understand what our beautiful sister was teaching us about crystals. If you really read her articles and understood what she was talking about, she was telling us, she was guiding us to the Holy Quran. The Holy Quran is a crystal and the Holy Quran is the, the essence of the Holy Quran, the attributes of the Holy Quran, the truth in the Holy Quran, we were taught in the nation of Islam is the nature of the original black man. We are the Holy Quran in our right state. So when we turn to the Holy Quran, when we turn to the teachings of the most unobliged Muhammad, that is the highest form of vibration or activity that, that, that we can embrace when we engage in our conversation. We don't, we don't to the point where we don't need to, to have a quartz crystal and use it for tuning. Just read, uh, 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 read a surah and understand that surah and discuss that surah with your brothers and sisters, and you will get more benefit out of that than uh, than uh, 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 what is that? Yeah, you will get more benefit out of that than taking several crystals, uh, double terminated crystals, and creating a grid work and and trying to do this and do that. No, 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 no. I'm trying to tell you guys. I researched all of that. You go on a long route. You don't need to do that. Uh, what does the Quran say? I can't pull up the verse right now. I'm about to finish. I'm about to conclude. But it said that uh, it, it said that Islam would be the only, the last thing standing. Paraphrasing it. So that being said, uh, we don't need to go these other directions. 
get to Islam and Allah will show us and give us that new teaching. He'll show us things so much above it. And the brother's right. Yes, we are being trained. We do have scientists. That's it. Sisters quoted, after everything else fails. Exactly. Everything else is failing. So uh, that's my advice. That's my point. And uh, all of this is is in the teachings and can be backed up. I thank you all. Love you all. All praise due to Allah. Assalamu alaikum. And you said that include crystals? Um, which part about crystals? When you was talking about, you well, know, with crystals, the, the whole thing, the whole thing behind crystals is, uh, crystals they come in various different um, geometrical uh, shapes that go all the way back to a to a to a molecular level, and because they're they're constructed in such a way, they vibrate at a particular frequency. And so if you can get, like they say, like, for instance, the amethyst crystal, you can use that for higher to help in tune your higher. Like, let's say if you want to tune in, that might be a crystal that might be able to help you or a, a quartz crystal. If you get a particular type of quartz crystal, there are different type of quartz. can't just grab any old kind. There are different types of quartz crystals uh, that, that serve different purposes. And for people who get into that study, they take these crystals and they set them up in particular alignments to to generate certain um, what do you oh, call uh, certain uh, matrices and things like that to, to get certain effects. But my point, the point I'm making is, we're taught in the nation of Islam that the universe is made with truth, is built upon truth, truth. So if you really want to tap into it. Tap into the truth and you will tap into everything. You know, it's like a, uh, what do you call it? A hack or, or a shortcut or whatever. Why go the long way? And Mr. Frogcon, way back in the 60s, he told us, he said, don't be getting into all the, in the 60s, just, just a quick recap. In the 60s, everybody was into horoscope and everybody was into uh, all of these uh, other practices and stuff like that. They were reading all these books because it's it's bells and whistles. When you read it, it's like, wow, look at that. I I can I I can do this. He said, stick with the teachings. Learn your actual facts. Learn your student enrollment. This is the path that'll get us where we need to go. Uh, we are the crystal, brother Ben. We are the crystal. Um, everything that we need is within us. We don't need to attune a tuning fork or a crystal bowl. or I mean, all of these things are great and they can give us benefit. But I'm trying to take you to the highest level from what I've studied, what I research and what I know. And this is what uh, uh, I believe uh, our dear sister, Mother Tanetta Muhammad, was teaching us. Whenever she wrote an article, she always began with the Holy Quran, a quote from the Holy Quran, and she ended with a quote from the Holy Quran. One, she began with it. One, she ended with it. Nine, that's 19. That's 19. So, you know, they say Islam is mathematics and mathematics is Islam. Islam is astrology. I mean, not astrology, astronomy. And, uh, and, and, and that's another thing, too. There's a difference between astronomy and astrology. But that's a, that's a whole different topic. But basically, let's just be humble Listen to the words of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan, and we will be successful. We'll make it through this darkness, and we won't get sidetracked and all this other stuff, because believe you can believe me, it's coming. 
a whole lot of crazy stuff is coming and uh, we have to be prepared for it. So I thank you, Brother Ben, for giving the opportunity to speak and to come on your platform and listen. I've learned so much. Uh, may Allah bless you and your family and your little baby, little baby Elijah. <laughs> All right. Assalamu alaikum. Well, excellent. All right, we're going to close out with Brother Daniel 6X. Gotta go. Yes, sir. Real quick. Um, to my brother's point, Mother Tanetta wrote about crystals because she absolutely used them. I remember sitting her speaking one day and she had on crystal earrings. And she stopped and said, oh, my crystals are ringing. My crystals are ringing. And I can remember reading an article where the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was speaking. And he had crystal chandeliers in the house. And he would look at the crystal chandelier and he would be speaking. <laughs> what I want to say is I, I would never have asked nobody to go into crystals without understanding what you're dealing with because you can't hurt yourself. But I will also say that Mother Tynetta's articles is to prepare the nation for its future use. They're not banned. But it would be foolish to get involved in something that you don't understand what you're doing. Because it's like there's a negative to everything. There is a negative to using something you don't know what you're doing. But I don't, from my understanding, reading the articles and looking into this technology, it is absolutely a technology that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad knew about, had crystal chandeliers in his house. Mother Tanetta knew about it. That's why she spoke so much about it, wore crystal earrings and those types of things. So that was my point on, on, on that. Yes, sir. Real quick, I know we're going to end, but I want to get a clear. When you said, Brother Samuel, you heard the minister does the same when it refers to crystals. Get, what do you mean on that? I, I need to I need to be, yeah, I need to learn a little bit more about that. What what you mean? The minister does what exactly? Well, I heard that, uh, at the dinner table, uh, uh, he would look at the crystals and like communicating with him from those that I think that have been there and saw that it looked and they noticed that I don't know if anybody else did like he was sort of talking to the messenger through the crystal kind of thing. That's the, the perception that they had that oh. they told. Oh wow. Praise be to Allah. Thank you for sharing. Yes sir. Ooh wow. What is some good stuff, man. It just, boy, it just had you. As soon as you think, like the minister, as soon as you think you got it, something else come up and you like, oh, I got to learn this too. Oh, good God almighty. But all right, y'all, I appreciate y'all for coming on this morning. Uh, it has been a blacktastic call. We have been on here 9, 10, 11. We all been on here almost three hours, man. So I appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all go give your testimonial, what you think about the power call inside of the power call community right there on the side. It's going to say Power Call Testimonials. If you're not already signed up in the community, go to www.thepowercall.net. All right, family. Assalamu alaikum. Is Brother Ben here? Brother Ben. Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister.